Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go right into the Word of God, Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. And we're going to start at verse 28. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, starting in, uh, it will be in the New Living Translation. And it reads as this, have you never heard, have you never understood, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth, he never grows weak or weary, no one can measure the depth of his understanding, he gives power to the weak and the strength to the powerless, even youth will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings at, like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I know we normally use the living translation, but I'm going to read it from the New King translation. And it says, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together in your word. We ask God that you speak to our hearts and our minds. God, I ask God that you anoint me afresh. God, that you will anoint me for this assignment. God, that you anoint your people's ears so they may hear what you're going to say to them today. God, let your glory fall in this place like never before. In Jesus' name, everyone shout amen. amen. So we talked about the fruits of the Spirit. We started off by talking about love and talking about the love God has for us and the love we should have for one another. And then we, Pastor Ray, then talked about the joy, talking about joy and how the joy of the Lord is our strength and, and find the joy killers in our life so that we can experience the joy that God has given to us. And then on last Sunday, Pastor Ray then talked about the peace of God. It is the peace of God that transcends all understanding. And so today we're going to talk about patience. Everybody shout patience. patience. Amen. We're going to talk about patience. And so, uh, so the title of my message today is uh, the principles of patience. The principles of patience. Uh, if we look at this word patient as it is the fourth fruit of the spirit, the word patient is mentioned in the scriptures 70 times. But, but really, who has time for patience, to be honest? Let's, let's, let's all be honest. All of us have been at one point in our lives uh, been told that we just need to be what? Patient. In our age of self-gratification, nobody enjoys patiently waiting. For, for most people, patience can be difficult in certain circumstances, whether it's waiting in traffic. Y'all pass is bad at traffic. Y'all just, y'all just pray for me. I'm, I'm not fully delivered yet. I'm getting there. I don't like waiting in traffic. I, I wait in restaurants. Uh, we, we wait when we're watching the TV show for the commercials. We're waiting at the doctors. We're waiting for our spouse when they shop at Target. Bless my wife. Uh, it is, we, we, we have all these different things we do when we're waiting waiting. I heard that patience is a virtue, but whoever said that really didn't live in our culture today because the reality is our culture is, is changing and is trying to bring us the best convenience and speed. Our culture says faster is better. 
no wait time, microwave meals, drive through dreams. We want high speed internet, online grocery shopping, internet on demand, entertainment on demand. We don't even use house phones anymore. We have cell phones. We, we use Uber Eats so we don't have to go to the restaurant and wait for them to make our food. We have Amazon so we don't have to go to the store. Matter of fact, we have Amazon Prime so we can get it two days early. We, we have all these different things because we re- the reality is Convenience is key in our culture. I don't know about you, but it's hard to to practice and grow in patience when everything around you is offering everything rapidly and quickly. My my wife and I, we love watching TV, and uh, and one of our shows that we love watching now is called Love It or List It. We love Love It or List It. And so on this show, they show how uh, there's two hosts, and, and they try to transform this couple's home. One tries to transform the couple's home, and the other host tries to find another house so this couple can move into. But before the couple has a chance to decide that they want to sell their current home, that they get to see it newly renovated. My wife and I, we get excited because we always try to figure out, okay, are they going to love it or are they going to listen? We always try to figure out what they're going to do, but it's always depending upon how the house is going to look. And so we, we, we get excited because after they show them all the houses they could buy, it's time for them to now see their newly renovated house. And as they walk through the door, the commercials come on. I get so upset. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, so excited to see this newly renovated house. But then the next thing that comes on is the commercial. If I could be honest with y'all for a moment, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to get saved. I'm, I'm still trying to get saved. But, 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 but this does not help me because my excitement is up. I'm excited. But now my excitement now causes me to wait. Have you ever been there before? How, how many of y'all like commercials? How many, how many of y'all like, be, like commercials? See, some of y'all lying. Y'all need to get saved too. Uh, 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 I, I, I don't like commercials. I don't like commercials. But, but according to the media post, uh, it says that 51% of all TV commercials are 15 seconds long. Did you hear me? 15 seconds long. 49% of t- TV commercials are 30 seconds long. I don't know about you, but those 15 and 30 seconds always feels like eternity. My, my wife and I, we pay a monthly membership for Hulu. Hulu is a subscription video on demand service. And, and when Hulu first came out, you can watch all the movies you wanted without commercials. Uh, but, 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 but now, all of a sudden, they, you have commercials at the beginning of the movie, you have commercials in the middle, and you have commercials at the end. Now, Hulu has a premium level. Now, we're already members, but now they have a premium level membership where you can pay an extra price to not have commercials, which means you can pay an extra price not to wait. I know convenience is key in our society, but are we seeking to pay an extra price in our lives as believers? To get things quick so fast and in a hurry, or are we willing to wait and learn the principles of patience? But before we learn the principles of patience, we must first ask ourselves this question, what is patience? Sometimes the reality is many of us don't know what patience is. Now, number one, patience is self-resilience or, excuse me, self-restraint. It, it basically helps you not to retaliate so quickly, which means when someone does you wrong, are you going to respond with patience or with anger? 
Here, here's another definition. Patience is the ability to accept delay or disappointment graciously. How do you deal with the delays or disappointments of your life? But for some, that's really tough. Yet patience is the ability to accept it without becoming upset. Number three, a patience is the ability to enable a man or woman to remain steadfast under strain and continue to press on. But, but here is where I want us to land today. Patience is a calm endurance based on certain knowledge that God is in control. Let me say that one more time. Patience is a calm endurance based on certain knowledge that God is in control. So, so now as we read this text and understand what patience is, let's now discuss the principles of patience. Number one, number one, patience teaches us to relentlessly trust in God. Everybody shout relentlessly trust in God. Our text begins with two questions. The two questions is, have you not known? Have you not heard? This is the second time in this chapter that the prophet Isaiah asked these two questions. He is asking these questions because he cannot believe that the people are not grasping the understanding that they can trust in God. I believe Isaiah is saying this because he knows that God has a good track record and he can be trusted. It's hard to have patience if you don't have trust because doubt and worry is the companion of impatience. Let me say that one more time. It's hard for us to have patience if we don't have trust because doubt and worry is the companion of impatience. Isaiah is saying you can trust in God because he is your creator. Everybody shout, he's my creator. The text says, have you not known, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God? He's the creator of the ends of the earth. Matthew 6 teaches us that because God is the creator, his creation doesn't have to worry because his creation knows that he will provide for them. Matthew 6 says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet their heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? This shows us that God provides for the birds, and if he can provide for the birds, sure enough, he can provide for us. You may ask me, Pastor Rodney, Pastor Rodney, why does it seem so difficult or hard for us to trust God and wait? Can I give you some reasons? Can, can I give you some reasons? Okay, I, over here, I, I, I hear you, I hear you. Okay, I'm, I'm going to preach to this side. Okay, number one, number one, sometimes it seems hard for us to trust and wait on God when it seems as if everything is getting, is everything that is happening to you is opposite of what you prayed for. Let me say that one more time. It's sometimes it's hard for us to trust and wait on the Lord when it seems as if everything you're getting is opposite of what you prayed for. That there's a story of a young Christian who went up to this older Christian and asked him for help. The young Christian asked, will you pray for me? He's in the older Christian said, yes, I, what, what do you need? He said, I need you to pray that I get patience. He said, okay, let's pray. And they knelt before the Lord. And as they knelt before the Lord, the older Christian opened up his mouth and said, Lord, this young man needs patience. So Lord, send him tribulation in the morning. Send him tribulation in the afternoon. And send him tribulation in the midnight hour. He said, hold on, hold on. That's not what I prayed for. <laughs> the reality is, isn't it amazing? Have you ever asked for patience? And God then put you in a position where you had to wait. 
Have you ever asked for joy and then here comes life's challenges? Have you ever prayed for peace and here comes oppression? James 1 says, my brother, counting out joy when, when we fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience and let patience have its perfect work that you might be perfect and complete, wanting nothing. Romans 5 says, since we have seen and may have been right with God by our faith, we have peace with God. This is what happens through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who through our faith has brought us the blessings of the grace that we now enjoy. And we are now happy because of our hope that we now share in God's glory. We also glory in trouble because we know that this trouble produces patience and patience produces character and character produces hope. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? The reality is our patience produces character. The things we go through is not for us just to go through it. It's help us at the end goal is that we produce. Now, number two, number two, sometimes it seems hard for us to trust and wait on God when it seems as if the wicked is prospering while you're waiting and living right. Don't act like you've never been there before. Sometimes it seems hard for us to trust and wait on the Lord when it seems as if the wicked is prospering while I'm waiting and living right. Have you ever asked God why is so-and-so getting blessed and they aren't living right and here I am living right and waiting on you? I, I know you may be too churchy to be real, but I'm going to be honest. I've had times in my life where I've asked the question, God, why does it seem as if the wicked is prospering and I'm still waiting? Psalms 37 says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Do not be envious of the wrongdoers for they soon fade like the grass, like they wither away. Trust the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and be friend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways unto the Lord. Trust him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as light and your justice as noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the ones who prosper in his ways. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? That it may seem as if the wicked may prosper, but God has something much better for you. Keep living right. Keep, keep going. Keep, keep, keep. Can I be honest with you all? There, there were moments in my life I, I was growing up, and I, and I don't know, some of you may not know my story. I started preaching at a very young age. I gave my heart over to the Lord. I, I had a lot of things in my life I was not going to do. And, and, I, and, I, and I said, God, I'm going to live right. I'm going to do what you called me to do. And I, and I was living right. I felt like I was doing I'm not saying I didn't have shortcomings. I, I sinned. We all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I, I strive to, to live a life that was pleasing unto God. I said, I'm going to wait for my wife, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see the course. But then I started seeing a lot of people who weren't even living right doing, getting blessed. And I said, God, how in the world can I continue to trust you? And then Galatians tells us not to become weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? Don't, 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 don't fret. Don't get upset when you're doing good. And it seems as if you're waiting. God says, if you keep staying the course and keep living right, God said, due season is on the way. The text says, do not become weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. What does it mean? That means when I'm doing well and I feel like giving up, don't give up because that means your blessing is around the corner. Don't give up. 
Number three, number three, number three. Sometimes it seems hard for us to trust and to wait on God when it seems as if our waiting seems like a no from God. Sometimes it's hard for us to trust and wait on the Lord when it seems as if our waiting is a no from God. Have you ever been there? It seems as if waiting is slow motion means no motion at all. Trusting in God means trusting in his timing. God created time and he controls time. Second Peter 3 says, the Lord is not slow to show his fulfillment of his promise. Don't count it as slow as others, but be patient. Waiting is hard, but the wait has a purpose. God, God never is accidental. Everything that he is doing, he is doing for a purpose because sometimes the wait is for God to align all the pieces of his plan together and sometimes the wait is for God to work on you. And it is amazing. It is amazing because the reality is many times the reason why God wants us to wait is because he's working on it for you, but then he's working on you for it. It is amazing because the Bible says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Isn't it amazing that God wants us to wait so he can strengthen us? Because the reality is if God were to give us what we really needed right now, we wouldn't have the weight to handle it. So he says, wait on me. And this could be hard sometimes because of our fast-paced culture and convenience is everything. But we have to understand that waiting does not equate no. So, so not only does patience teach us that, teach us that we need to rel relentlessly trust in God, but secondly, it teaches us to realize God is in control. Everybody shout, God is in control. I remember one day when I was on the plane uh, before I got married and, and I was headed to a destination to go preach. And as we got closer to the destination, I noticed that we were not heading down towards the runway as, as we should have by that time. And, and the pilot then came on the speaker and informed us that we were in a holding pattern. Now, I'm already scared of heights. And you got me in the air in a holding pattern. You don't tell me that. He says we're in a holding pattern. He says we have not been, we have not been given com uh, permission to land yet. We were told that we have to wait until the control towers give us permission to land. I remember I got very frustrated at the fact that I was in a holding pattern which I could not control myself. I don't mind being in a holding pattern that I can control because I can land anytime I want to. But when other folks are in the cockpit and, and I'm in a dark place and I'm in a holding pattern, that's a very frustrating place to be in. You see, before COVID-19, we were able to live within our norm and control our life schedules. But what do you do when you cannot control the uncontrollables? In, in certain times, life can seem unpredictable and we can't control our next, but controlling the uncontrollables allows us to feel empowered and provides us all the comfort that we need to cope with things that are constantly changing. One thing I have learned, one thing I have learned is that control and faith is like water and oil. They don't mix. You can have one or you can have the other. Patience is learning to release yourself from trying to control the uncontrollables. So you may say, Pastor Rodney, how can I steer my way, uh, uh, be steered away from controlling the uncontrollables? Number one, we need to recognize that God is in control. 
God is all-powerful. It's one thing to say that we believe that God is in control, and it's another thing for us to help him out. Matthew 19, 26 reminds us, with man, this is hopeless, but with God, all things are hopeful. You know, my brothers and sisters, we can uh, truly recognize the strength and power of God when we only recognize our own weakness and inability. You know, as a man, uh, nobody really taught me uh, that, that when you get married, uh, already as a man, you like fixing things, but then when you get married, you always like try to fix things. Now, I'm not a carpenter. I'm talking about life. But I come to find out I can't fix everything. I, I can't fix everything. I cannot control the situations. I cannot control the rising of the sun and the setting of the sand. I cannot do it. But I'm so glad that I have a God who says, if I start the work in your life, I'm able to finish the work in your life. God is in control. The next thing he says, we need to recognize that God knows what's best for us. The Bible teaches us that God is omniscient, which means he's all-knowing. God knows what's around the corner of time and sees what's coming when we don't. But I come to tell you, the Bible says that, that the Lord will order our steps. But, but you know what is so amazing that we love quoting that scripture? But can I tell you something? That not only does God order your steps, God also orders your stops. Let me say that one more time. Not only does God order your steps, God also orders your stops. God knows when things are going to get dangerous for you. God knows when trials are going to get harder for you to bear. But God says sometimes I have to stop some things in your life so you can grow and develop so you can take the next step in your journey. But even though we don't like trials, the reality is it's the trials in our life that make us better. Because it actually gets us what we really need. So my wife, uh, my wife and I, we went when we were in Texas. We went to um, we went to a restaurant while we were in Texas. One of my favorite restaurants is called Papa Do's. Yes, it's a it's a great place to go. And so when we went to Papa Do's, uh, it's one of my favorite places. And uh, whenever I get something, uh, I like to get something on the menu uh, that's no longer there. Uh, uh, so so it used to be on the menu, uh, but it's no longer there. So uh, I, I always try to talk them up, my waitresses or my waiter. I say. Okay, uh, I am one of your faithful customers. Every time I come to Texas, I come here. So I want you to make sure you give me uh, this. And, and, and even though it's not on the menu, this is how I'm going to tell you to make it because even though it's not on the menu, it can still work. So you need this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And so, uh, so, 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 so it's when it's time for the food come out, everybody gets their food but me. Now I'm trying to work on patience. Everybody gets their food but me. And then I'm, I'm sitting down. I'm like, okay, where is my food? Everybody, sorry, my wife gets so nice. She said, babe, do you want me to wait for you to eat? I said, no, you can go ahead. You're so nice. But, but I really want to eat it. But, but, but I, said, I, said, I said, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And then I got frustrated and I asked the waitress. I said, okay, where is my food? She said, sir, you, you, you had a very unique uh, item that's not on the menu. So therefore, it took some time for us to create it, and it is the best of our chef. And so therefore, it takes some time. Everybody else gets there a little bit early, but you have to wait because it's the best. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? Don't be trying to be in this culture and try to act like we have a God that will give us a Chick-fil-A or a McDonald's try to be- a pipe type of blessing. No, God says, I have a feeling mignon. God said, if you only wait on me, God said, I will give you something that's better than what you can get yourself. 
Now, number three, it, it, the next thing in order for us to understand God is in control, the next thing is that we need to rest in God's promise. Everybody shout, rest in God's promise. We need to take a chill pill. When we rest on God's promise, we, we, we understand that, that God is able to work it out. Not only is God a promise maker, he's also a promise keeper. Let me say that one more time. Not only is he a promise maker, but he's also a promise keeper. Numbers 2319 reminds us that he's not a man that he should lie. Even in the midst of our fears and our anxiety, we can continue to trust in our hope in Jesus Christ. Romans 15, 3 says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit may abound you in hope. So so not only does patience teach us to relentlessly trust in God, realize God is in control, but lastly, patience teaches us to receive his strength to endure. Everybody shout, strength to endure. I I don't know about you, I don't know about you, but, 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 but there are moments in my life where I need a little bit of strength. But have you ever been in a moment where you are waiting on God and it seemed like it was a wait? Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all missed it right there. Have you ever had a W-A-I-T on God and it seemed like a W-E-I-G-H-T on you? Let me say that one more time. Have you ever had a W-A-I-T, you're waiting on God, and it seemed as if a W-E-I-G-H-T on you, it seemed like it's a wait on you? Look at the text. The text says, have you not heard? Have you never understood that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all earth? He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? The moment where you are waiting, W-A-I-G-H-T on God, God says the W-E-I-G-H-T that you feel, God says if you wait on me, God said I will give you strength in the midst of your W-A-I-G on me. So God says you have to wait on me. He says you'll be able to run and not grow weary. You can walk and not faint. He says, but those who wait on the Lord, he will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings as eagles. Do you know that an eagle knows when storms is approaching? An eagle knows when a storm is getting ready to come, but it breaks through it before it really gets started. The eagle flies so high and waits for the wind to come. And when the storm hits, it sets its wings so high that the wind begins to pick it up and lifts the eagle above the storm. When the storm begins to rage below the eagle, the eagle begins to soar up much higher. The eagle doesn't escape the storm. Let me say that one more time. The eagle does not escape the storm. It simply uses the storm to lift it higher. It rises the, on, the, on the wind of the storm and it takes it to the next level. When, when the storms of life comes upon us, the question is, are you willing to arise above it and believe that God is still in control and that you're going to relentlessly trust in God, saying, God, no matter what it looks like, I'm still going to rob the wind of this situation because I patiently wait on you. 
I know some of you may be in sickness. I know some of you may be in tragedy. I know some of you may have failure. I know some of you have made disappointment in your life. But God said, if you wait on me, you're able to soar above what you're going through. You know, uh, one of the things I have learned is uh, I have a GPS and I, and I love my GPS. And, and matter of fact, one of the things I learned about a GPS is that the GPS will get you to your destination. I never want anyone to tell me how to get to somewhere. Because you know why? Because where I use my GPS, it gets me there faster. I'm still learning how to be patient. It gets me there much faster. But the thing I learned about, 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 about the, the, uh, the, the GPS is that the GPS will always redirect me because of traffic, but it won't redirect me because of a storm. If a storm is still happening, it's still going to take me in that direction. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? When the storms of life come, God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. My brothers and sisters, you probably don't know this. I have braces on. I have something called Invisalign. Invisalign is, uh, the reason why I got Invisalign is because my bottom teeth is crooked. And my wisdom teeth are not coming in. They're pushing against my, my bottom teeth, so therefore it's causing crowding. It's, it's, it's not painful, but it don't look good sometimes. So, so I said, I'm going to get me some braces. But, 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 but it, it was a situation I had to deal with. And so therefore, I had to put on the Invisalign. And when I put on the Invisalign, y'all, it hurts so bad. Even though you can't see it, I can still feel the pain. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm like, okay, why in the world am I experiencing so much pain on my teeth? I called my, my dentist. I said, hey, why am I experiencing this pain? He says, you're experiencing pain because it's bringing sh- uh, uh, alignment to whatever situation you had. And I said, I said why, why is that? He said, other people can't see the, the shifting that is happening, but you can feel it. And I said, why, why is it? He said, Rodney, it's going to be a long process, so you're going to have to wait. I said, why? He said, what am I going to, what, what, what I'm going to do to encourage you is that in the beginning in your consultation, I had to take pictures of your teeth in the beginning. And I said, okay, thank you. And then I had to do an exam. I had to do a, a, a picture of it. And when I sent it to a visit line, they sent it back to show you what the end result is going to look like. He said, even though you have to be patient, he said, I want you to see the results of what you had. But in the midst of you having pain when your teeth started hurting, he said, I want you to see the pictures of what it's going to look like at the end. Can I tell you something, my brothers and sisters? Some of you have been impatient. You've been patient. And you've been waiting on God, but it's been real hard. It, it, it seems uncomfortable. It, it seems like it's been a W-E-I-G-H-T. It's been, it's been a way, and it seems hard. But God says, if you open up your Bible, God says, I will show you a picture of what is getting ready to come. Okay, let, let me break it down just a little bit more. My wife and I, before the pandemic, we love going to the movies. And when we went to the movies, we got our popcorn. When we got our popcorn, it was bright. We walked into the movie theater. We sat down. Then when we sat down, the lights went out. I'm like, what in the world is going on? I got sat down. I got excited because the movie was getting ready to come up, but the lights went out. And I got nervous. But as soon as the lights went out, the screen came on. And it started showing me previews of other movies that is to come. And at the end of the previews, it said coming soon. 
Y'all missed it. Let me come to this second. So y'all, y'all really helped me out. I said, I, w- I got my popcorn. I, I sat in the movie theater. And, and, and as I sat in the movie theater in this dark room, the, the, the screen came on and started showing me previews. And at the end of the previews, it said, coming soon. Y'all missed it. Let me, let me come on this side over here. I said, I got my popcorn, and, and I sat down in the dark theater, and as, as soon as I sat down in the dark theater, the, the, the screen came on and started showing me previews, and at the end of previews, it said, coming soon. Let, 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 let me tell you something. Some of you, some of you, some of you, some of you are sitting down in the midst of your situation and you've been sitting down in a dark place and it's been hard on you. It's been depressing at times. But God said, I will start showing you previews of what I'm able to do, the joy I can give you, the peace I can give you, the healing I can give you. You don't know when it's going to come. He says, coming soon. But you can have peace. You can have patience to know that if God is able to tell you, he's able to to make the promise come true for you. That's our God. So we're going to sing this song one more time, Wait on the Lord. But I simply have a question for you today. Are you willing to receive God's strength in the midst of your waiting? Every eye closed, every eye closed. Before I came to church, I texted Nate and I said, Nate, I said, I need you to be ready because I feel like God's going to do something this morning. Tell the worship team, let's get ready because I believe God's going to bring strength to those who felt weak. Some of you have been disappointed. Some of you, you may not have the job that you really desire, but you believe God has something better for you. God said, if you just wait on me, God said, I'm able to bring it to pass. Some of you have been sick in your body and you've been praying over and over again, asking God for healing and you've been waiting. God said, I will bring you strength in the midst of your waiting. Some of you have been dealing with disappointment within your household. God said, if you just wait on me, God said, I will bring you strength in the midst of what you go through. If you're here today, you say, Pastor Rodney, I need God's strength. If that's you, all I need you to simply do is raise your hand. All I need you to do is raise your hand. If you're in here today and you say, Pastor Rodney, I've become weary and I need the strength of God. 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 Yes, I see you. 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 Worship team, let's get ready to sing. Amen. I see you. I see you. Let's all stand together. Let's all stand together. what I want you to do. If you can leave my mic on, that'd be great. This is what I want you to do. For those of you who say, God, I need you, and everybody, if you you desire to join, I want you to join. Because one thing I have learned about God is that God tells us to wait, but God didn't tell us to wait and do nothing. God said, I need you to actively pursue me. Let me say that one more time. I said, God does not want us to wait like this. God says, I want you to actively pursue me. Because God says, if you actively pursue me, God says, I will pursue you and give you the strength that you need. The moment you think you are powerful and you can do it on your own, God says, that's when I'm not going to come and help you out. The scripture says, it's when I am weak, that's when he becomes strong. That's what we need. 
So if you're here today, if you, if you need the strength of God, all I need you to do is lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and receive the strength of God. That God sing you. We can go ahead and start singing. If you, if you need the strength of God, I need you to open up your mouth and ask God for the strength of God. Yes, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. The Holy Spirit give you peace. The Holy Spirit give you patience. May the Holy Spirit give you strength. Come on, let's sing the song. Let's sing the song. Come on, let's wait upon the Lord. Come on, let's wait. Come on, y'all. Let's open up our mouth. He will renew our strength. Come on, come on, come on. He will renew He'll do something you can't do on your own if we just if wait. We just wait. Come on, come on, come on. He'll renew we wait your strength. He will renew our strength. Come on, Father. We need you right now in this moment. Come on, Father. Bring hope today. He renew your strength. Come on. And he will renew If we just wait, come on. And if we just wait, come on, come on, come on. Come on. He will renew our strength. He'll give you joy. He will renew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, come on, let's wait on the Lord. Come on, come on, lift up your one. If we just wait. Father, we trust in you. We don't lead on our own understanding. Even when it gets tough, God, we relinquish control and say, Father, you have your way. Father, we thank you. We have decided to back up because we're going to stop trying to figure it out because, God, you've already worked it out because you said all things work together for our good who love you. So, Father, we thank you. We ask for strength this morning. Strength to endure. Strength in the midst of sorrow. Strength in the midst of pain. So we can continue to be everything you called us to be. It's in Jesus' name. As we're in this moment this morning, there may be someone here today 
who does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, Jesus says, I waited on you. (laughs) He said, I waited on you because the reality is when we were all in sin, when we weren't doing right, he said, I loved you. He said, I died on the cross for you that you might have life and have it that more abundantly. Let me tell you something. You don't have to wait for love anymore because God says, I am the love that keeps on giving. You may be waiting on life change. You don't have to wait anymore because when you come to Christ, he said, I'll change your life. So if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, all you have to simply do is trust in him. Rely on him and pray this prayer. And all of us, we can pray this prayer together. Say, Father, I come to you today in need of Jesus. I recognize I have fallen short of your glory. And today, I believe Jesus Christ died for me and rose again with all power in his hand. I believe I'm in you and I'm a new creature. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, you're now saved. If you, if you, if you rededicated your life, you're now back in the family of God. Can we give God praise for all those? Amen. Amen. So right after service, right after service, we want to invite you to a place called Connections. The room is, the light is on the back. We just want to just to say congratulations. Welcome to the family. Uh, we just want to get you some information so we can walk with you. If you're here for the very first time or have been attending for a while and not gotten connected, please stop by Connections. We have a team just to greet you, make you feel at home. And then we also have some refreshments back there for you as well. Thank you so much, Grace Church, for coming to worship with us. And those of you who are online, please join us next week as we we continue with our sermon series, Peeled, and uh, we would love for you to come on back next week as we continue with our series, and we have a very special guest speaker, our very own, our worship director, Nathan Miller, that we're bringing forth the word on next week. So we encourage you to come on in and worship with us and receive the word of God. God bless you. See you next week. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you.